Good morning, everyone. Welcome to chapel this morning. My name is Sarah Wilson. My name is Sarah Wilson, and I'm part of this year's campus ministries team, and we will be leading worship this morning. We hope that you'll come and join us every Friday. And please join me in prayer before Brad and the music team lead us in another couple songs. Dear God, your love for us is so amazing. Thank you for your grace and mercy. It's been a busy and stressful week for some of us, and thank you for getting us through it. Continue to guide us through the rest of the year. Forgive us for putting school and ourselves in front of you, and help us to keep seeking you every day. Help us to share your love on this campus. Amen. in your blue hymnals.
Verses 21 to 28. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught as one having authority and not as the scribes. And just then, in their synagogue, there was a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were amazed and kept on asking one another, What is this? a new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once, his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. If you are interested in stories with happy endings, you would be better off reading some other book. 
In this book, not only is there no happy ending, there is no happy beginning and very few happy things in the middle. This is because not very many happy things happened in the lives of the three Baudelaire youngsters. Violet, Klaus, and Sonny Baudelaire were intelligent children, and they were charming and resourceful and had pleasant facial features. But they were extremely unlucky, and most everything that happened to them was rife with misfortune, misery, and despair. I'm sorry to tell you this, but that is how the story goes. That is how the story goes. You may be familiar with this series of books, a series of unfortunate events by Lemony Snicket. The first book, or as the introduction suggests, nothing seems to go well for these children in this book. And just when you think the sun is finally starting to smile on them, something not so nice knocks at their door. The title of this book, The Bad Beginning. My wife Pamela, who's seated up here in front with, my, uh, with our little son Josiah, gave this book to me as a present for my last birthday. <laughs> when I turned 34 at the beginning of August. Now, she knew that I liked the book, Knew that, I, uh, or knew that I liked the movie, and I said I'd like to read the book sometime, and so she bought this book for me. But what she did not intend, I hope, was that this book would serve as some sort of bad omen for me. Because near the beginning of the month of August is when I began as campus pastor. And that's when she gave me this book. I wouldn't call it a bad beginning, but it wasn't interesting beginning when I began my college career as a student at Eastern Mennonite University in 1990. There I was, seated in the classroom, 8 a.m. college writing. Very first class, the alarm bells go off. The elevator shaft had filled with smoke, and the building needed to be evacuated. Now, Long story short, everything was fine. The building did not burn down, and we all got in safe and, and all that good stuff. But it was an interesting beginning to my college career, and one that I will long remember. Jesus also had some interesting beginnings. First, there was the fact that he was born on earth in an interesting place, some kind of barn or stable or cave or something, definitely less than a five-star accommodation. Then he had his beginning as an adult at age 12. There he was in the temple while his parents were going home and they remembered, hey, where's Jesus? He's not with us. So the parents went after him, found where he was at, and chided him for not being with them. Then there was that interesting beginning of Jesus when he began his earthly ministry in his hometown of Nazareth, who they basically ran him out of town. And then we have this story in Mark that Jess had shared with us this morning. It's in the beginning of Mark. It's one of the first acts that Jesus did after 
the Spirit had first driven him into the wilderness for 40 days, and then he was tempted by Satan there. And it was after he called some of his first disciples. But this was one of his very first acts of ministry. He confronts or is confronted by this unclean spirit that had been in this man. An interesting beginning to an earthly ministry. About five and a half months ago, Pamela and I also began a new venture as well, that of parenthood. Josiah was born to us, and now I am most grateful that as parents we did not have a beginning of confronting evil spirits in the way that Jesus began with his earthly ministry. But we did have some interesting beginnings as we start to ask questions and new questions. What kind of values do we want to raise Josiah with? How will we parent him? What happens when the two of us do not agree on discipline matters? What happens when he stays out past curfew? What happens, and this is one that Pamela just asked me the other night, Bob, do you have your sex talk lined up already for Josiah? <laughs> Jeez, he's five and a half months old, aren't you, buddy? <laughs> now, it's good for us to remember that he's five and a half months old, and it's good for us not to rush out of the dwelling place of new beginnings. It's good for us to be there. It's good for all of us to be there in a stage of new beginnings. As I begin a new chapter in my life, that as your campus pastor, I have had a number of folks ask me in the past few weeks, so what is your vision and goals for what you want to have happen here on spiritual life of campus? What new programs do you want to do? What accomplishments do you envision that will happen here? Well, usually after feeling a bit overwhelmed and inept at the thought of coming up with an answer, I heard myself giving a very common response. I don't know. <laughs> now, lest you think that I have not given any thought to this new role, and what all it could mean, I have started to articulate in my own head some of what I think will inform me along the way. First, I deeply believe that God's Holy Spirit has been, is, and will be at work in each and every one of your lives. I deeply believe that. Now, the tricky thing is that this is the same Spirit that drove Jesus into the wilderness for 40 days. So perhaps uh, God's Spirit will be a little bit more gentle with us in the beginning of a new school year. But now when people ask me about goals and outcomes, I try and steer the conversation to more of, well, let me tell you what excites me about being here at Goshen College as campus pastor. And because I believe that God's Spirit is at work in each of your lives... I say that I'm excited to be on a campus where there is a concentrated amount of spirit activity. Because of the nearly thousand of you, students, faculty, and staff, who find themselves on this relatively small plot of land, there is a lot of intense spirit activity, provoking, nurturing, challenging, comforting, 
us on in our own life journeys. As campus pastor, I see my role as one of helping us become aware of this spirit movement in our lives and in the lives of those around us, as I too am impacted by you all. A second excitement for me is Goshen College's core values, particularly that of being a Christ-centered college. The Jesus of the Gospels was one who ushered in the reign of God in a new and profound way in that time and place, a little over 2,000 years ago. He did so as a healer, a teacher, a nurturer, a prophet, a savior. And in the Gospel story that Jess shared with us, he was also a confronter of an unclean spirit, an exorciser. As I reflect on the state of our world today, I strongly believe that we need more healers and teachers of God's good news. We need more prophets and comforters revealing the reign of God on this earth. As the Spirit moves within us and among us, students and faculty and staff, I am excited to get to know the healers, the teachers, the prophets, the nurturers of our campus. That's you all. But as I also read Jesus of the Gospels, he was also one whose actions stemmed from his life of prayer and worship. Throughout the Gospels, we can observe that Jesus went off to pray, either by himself or with his community of women and men. Sometimes they went off to deserted places, to gardens, to wherever, but they did so in the midst of a very active ministry with people. That prayer connection with God, I believe, drove his vision, compelled him onward, and demonstrated that his life was one of constant prayer and action, worship, and right just living. As campus pastor, I see my role as one of helping us all maintain that awareness of the need for balance of prayer and action, worship, and living out one's call as we together seek to live how Christ dreams for us. Jesus was an activist, and so we too are called to be active in our faith. Jesus was a prayer one who engaged in worship, and so we too are to be people of prayer and worship. Prayer and action, worship and right, justful living must be done, I believe, in a dynamic way that feeds one another. Prayer and worship enlightens and sustains our vision for how it is that we may be called to uncover God's reign here on this earth. Right and just living helps us to know how to pray, how to engage in worship. As Jesus gathered his band of followers, his gospel community, and challenged them to share, prophesy, heal, and teach, and comfort people in the ways that allowed people to experience God's good news in their lives, he also demonstrated the necessity of prayer and worship in the midst of a very active ministry with people. In recent years, one of my own favorite ways of praying to God has been in the form of lament, 
of the 150 Psalms of Lament, nearly half of them can be somewhat categorized as a type of lament, far outnumbering the Psalms of praise and thanksgiving. Now, there is praise in in lament. The book of Lamentations is comprised of five short chapters, or five laments, where the author is really railing against God for various atrocities. But God, interestingly enough, never speaks in this book. God does not get defensive. God listens and receives these prayers. Biblical-style lament teaches me that God desires my honesty, my bluntness, and grants me permission to pray in ways when my words may seem a bit harsh. The reality is that as we, the Spirit-filled people of God, are called to get our hands dirty and messy with the stuff of life, we too enter into that dirt and mess. After all, as we all know, life is not always a bowlful of sunshine sprinkled with sugar-coated happiness. And so God too wants to accompany us in those times and feelings. As I have reflected on and prepared for this message at the beginning of a new school year, I pressured myself into thinking, what really is it that I hope you walk away with today? And so, in almost typical Bob Yoder-esque, cheesy style, the following words or title came to me. Welcome to GC, a GC, which means... Welcome to Goshen College, a gospel community. As you begin a new school year, may you experience the welcome and hospitality that so often accompanied the ministry of Jesus. My prayer and hope for us is that we continue to be a community that offers a safe space for the new teachers of God's good news who may not yet know that the Spirit is challenging them to this task. My prayer is that we be a nurturing space for the developing healers of God's good news who may not yet know the Spirit is preparing them for this venture. My hope is that we be an attentive and respectful community to the comforters and prophets in our midst who may not yet know that the Spirit is provoking their lives for this witness. And finally, my prayer for Goshen College is that we be the kind of gospel community that dynamically weaves together prayer and worship with our action and calling so that our prayer feeds and informs our action and our actions feed and inform our prayer and worship. A third and final reason that I want to share with you about my excitement for being here as campus pastor is that each of us come to Goshen College with different life experiences, perhaps different faith traditions. Even though people can be quick to stereotype and overgeneralize Goshen College at times, there is a diversity of people and backgrounds on this campus that excites me. 
As I reflect on my own life, it was indeed in those times that I encountered the unfamiliar, the unknown, the strange, the different, that I was stretched in my own life education, in my own faith and understanding of who God is calling Bob Yoder to be. May God's Spirit continue to move in and among us at the beginning of this new school year. May God's Spirit prompt us to more deeply realize what it means to be a gospel community. May we be a college community that is attentive to the Spirit-stretching and Spirit-comforting presence among us. Bob, we invite you to the front here for a time of blessing, and the campus ministries team will gather around you. We invite the rest of the community to raise your hand and extend the blessing that comes from the community as well. We welcome you to this new role to be a leader in this gospel community. We are thankful for your creativity, humor, and dedication to living your life in response to your calling. Bob, may God bless you in wisdom as you walk with students along their faith journey. May God bless you in confidence that, is, that this is where you are to be at this time. May God bless you in strength as your responsibilities and tasks grow throughout the school year. May God bless you in joy in new ways at Goshen College. And finally, may you be transformed personally as you lead our campus to be Christ-centered. And all of God's people said... Amen. Filled with laughter, classes, papers, and exams, may God bless you and keep you. May you find a peace from the Lord that surpasses all earthly understanding. Look to God in every season of this new year, whether through joys or sorrows. Go in his peace. Amen.